And we're back. How long has it been? Two weeks? Two days? Definitely not. Two months? Possibly. I think two weeks. You know, maybe this podcast should be once every two weeks. You know what? It's just going to come out whenever I have time to do it for now because I'm, you know, busy. I'm overwhelmed. I have lots of things going on despite there being a pandemic still. Yes, folks, it's still happening. The pandemic is still happening. Don't pretend that it's not, even though we are pretending that it's not happening. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I got my second dose uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Did I feel horrible for two days after I got the uh, the second dose? Alexa, turn off the light. Okay, great. Uh, I got one of those light bulbs that so you ask Alexa to turn it off and um, it works. So yeah, I felt like shit. After my second shot, I was in bed for nearly two whole days, I suffered, you know, I felt faint, I was aching, you know, and it was all worth it. Because allegedly, the vaccine should work and I shouldn't get the virus at this point. But however, and this is what people aren't talking about, is that apparently <laughs> because there are multiple strains of the virus and there is a new strain of the virus from Brazil, which was identified in San Bernardino, California, which is just down the road from me uh, last week. And it is here. So people who have been vaccinated, the possibility that you can become infected with a different strain is still uh, there. Okay. And it's possible, but, but hypothetically, if you do become infected with the new strain or a different strain than from the ones that the vaccine is meant to protect against, um, your symptoms shouldn't be as pronounced. Allegedly. I don't know if anybody knows this, but apparently that's what the deal is. Do I think I'm going to get the virus ever at this point? Probably not. I've actually wondered if I had it and was asymptomatic and was just like spreading it around. I have no idea. Except the vaccine made me feel like shit. So maybe not. Um, who knows? Yeah. Movie theaters are back open in LA. Was I considering going to a movie yesterday on Tuesday? But especially because Tuesday is um, if you are an AMC Stubbs member, <laughs> yes, I am a fancy woman with an AMC Stubbs membership, not to brag. Um, you would know that Tuesday is <laughs> discount movie day. Okay. And yes, I live in Los Angeles. Normally a single adult ticket to a movie theater, especially an AMC, it's uh, $17.00. In 49 cents. I don't know why they don't just round it up to the 50. They want you, they want you to think like, oh, what a good deal, you know, cause it's one cent under, you know, uh, but on discount Tuesday, the tickets are like 849. Just a tip. Okay. Just a tip on that. And you can do this thing 
this is going to sound so fat. It's it's going to make me sound like I'm the fattest person in the world. But um, <laughs> they do this like thing for I think for five dollars you get a Coke and it's not like a small popcorn. It's the discount Tuesday popcorn size, but it's like slightly bigger than a small. I don't know. Look, I've been doing this <laughs> for a while, you know. Because what else am I going to do? I'm unmarried. I don't have children. You know, there's nobody relying on me to provide for them other than myself. I live a luxurious lifestyle, you know, where I buy myself nice things. And one of the nice things that I buy myself is a discount Tuesday popcorn and soda combo. I deserve it. You know, as the legendary sitcom Parks and Recreation taught us, treat yourself and I'm doing that so I was considering going to see a movie yesterday I I was thinking maybe I should go see Nomadland in the theater because it's nominated for all these awards I haven't seen it it is on Hulu you know but you know my my opinion on streaming uh it's not the same as going to the theater and maybe that makes me a snob so be it. I am a film snob. I love going to the movies. I used to go to the movies in the before times. Uh, it definitely at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. <coughs> so I consider it honestly a form of self-care and therapy. Like I think going to a movie, you know, just the escapism, the way it envelops you in, you know, a story and, you know, it's emotional. And, you know, I, I'm an extremely emotional person. Yes, my moon in Sagittarius is at 29 degrees, which means that I, I feel things to the extreme. That is the, that's the highest degree that you can have any planet in, in your chart. Um, so I'm extremely emotional. I cry every day like not even kidding you before you think i'm like crazy and like super depressed don't worry about me i enjoy crying and i've heard several psychologists say that crying a little bit every day is healthy and i do that and then some you know i cry a lot of it almost every day (laughs) i cry um a lot of people don't know that about me (laughs) they think i'm just some like some bitch they're like look at this rich bitch i wish i was a rich bitch you know people just misinterpret me all the time which is fine oh and that's another thing so i found out that my mercury placement in my chart could indicate why i feel like people don't understand me because i saw someone posting about how if you have uh Mercury in Aquarius, which I do, that you can feel that people don't listen to you. And I feel that constantly. I feel like I'm like, and I'm, if I'm in a group of people and I'm wanting to say something, I feel like I never get a word in edgewise that I always want to say something. And then eventually I get so upset that I stop wanting to say anything and I get fucking irritated because quite honestly, when I want to say something, it is going to be meaningful. And usually when other people are speaking, 
they aren't saying anything worthwhile, especially when it's in like this type of like, you know, when there's like just way too many people hanging out. I, I This is hard to imagine because we've all been alone for the last year. It is, you know, the one year anniversary today of when I started working from home. <laughs> You know, it's been so long since we've all been in, you know, a big rowdy group of people. And quite honestly, I never want to go back to it. I never want to hang out with anyone ever again. I don't want to be your friend. No, I don't want to go to a party. No, I don't want to go to your wedding. No, I don't want to go on a trip with you. Honestly, would love to stay inside for the rest of my life. (laughs) Would love it. I'm an introvert, like totally. And people don't understand that. People think I'm like really extroverted and friendly. It's all an act, baby. Okay. I'm putting on a show. Now I can be social. I can be social. I like parties. You know, I like people, you know, generally, but if I'm around people for a while, I have to just like go back into my cave and recharge by myself. Like I just, I can't handle it for extended periods of time. I mean, I could like, you know, God, if I had a boyfriend, like, that'd be great. You know, like if I had another person, if I had a boyfriend who was also like the same, who had like introvert tendency, actually, I think almost every guy I've ever dated has been kind of like that kind of introverted, like me. And, you know, and then it all falls apart blah blah i i can't make any relationship last and i'm i'm just i'm baffled i'm looking for so many i'm looking for solutions i know it's not okay i know there's a pandemic still or as like people on twitter like to say there's a panini and um see the thing is is like there seems to be a lot of people breaking up you know so Maybe when things start opening up more this summer, um, I can, you know, simply go outside and have sex. And that's what I'm looking forward to, um, is having sex with someone slash maybe having a relationship. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Would I like to have a boyfriend? Yeah. Quite honestly, I would like to have a husband, but you know, things don't happen. You end up like living your life. You go to work every day. You do stand-up comedy. You you waste your life doing stand-up comedy in, in these comedy clubs. You know, you talk to sleazebags. You hook up with, <laughs> you hook up with other comedians, you know, like you're, you're disappointed. You go out of town. You, you have sex with guys out of town when you're doing comedy in other cities. I'm describing my fucking life <laughs> right now. It's horrible. You date musicians. It doesn't work out. You date comedians. It doesn't work out. Every guy in LA is like, they're like 40 years old. Every guy in LA. Okay. Every guy in LA. This, let me describe every guy in LA. They're between the age of 37 and 45. Uh, but they act like they're at least 10 years younger than their own age. Uh, they love the WWE. Uh, they watch every MMA fight. You know, they pay for it. They like, whatever, they subscribe, they pay Dana White to watch 
MMA whenever it's on. Uh, they, <laughs> they all wear Dodgers hats. This is Los Angeles. So they all wear Dodgers hats. Um, a lot of them like, okay, how do they dress? Um, t-shirts and jeans. Um, they either wear Converse or Vans. Okay. This is like a uniform, right? And, uh, they wear like black Ray-Bans. <laughs> this is like so specific. And, uh, they love raving and they are an alcoholic. This is like eight guys I've dated. They're all, they're all alcoholics. <laughs> They're in there either, uh, like they're a musician or a comedian or God forbid an actor. I'll, I'll never date an actor ever again. I think I did once. Um, and they're all like talking to like eight different girls at once. And they do this thing with their cell phone where they hold it at an angle so that they, <laughs> They think they're like being slick. They're, you know, that angle where they, they're, they're like holding it like towards themselves. And you know, when you're looking at them, like the way they're looking at their phone and you know that everything's doomed and nothing's going to work out. That's every guy in LA, you know, and they, they act like they don't have knee problems, but they're all falling apart physically, you know, and then like, you know, in another five years, some of them are going to get pancreatitis because they're such bad alcoholics that they're like falling apart. I don't fucking know. I'm like so upset that things have not worked out for me romantically here, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, maybe I need to leave. Who knows? Um, my life is in shambles. Um, except it's not like I'm doing well in other ways, you know, financially and otherwise, uh, huge in the crypto game right now. Yes, I am a crypto investor. Have I talked about this? Put your money in nano right now. You heard it first. You heard it first right here on this podcast that gets sometimes hundreds of listens per episode. <laughs> Invest in nano. Yeah, that's how bored I am is that I just like, I just like speculate crypto and I check my crypto portfolio and I think about putting more money into crypto because who knows? I mean, I have a friend who thinks that in the next like 10 years, the dollar is going to be completely devalued, especially when, um, they think China is going to um, recall the debt that we owe them and <laughs> the dollar is going to collapse and that the only viable money is going to be crypto. I mean, I don't know if I think that's true, but, um, you know, they said, like, oh, you put some money into crypto. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, the market is up. The market is up right now, which means... I'm teaching you guys right now. If the market's up, don't buy. Um, we all know that. I mean, you should know that. I don't know. Like <laughs> the, the thing about the stock market, it's like, it's kind of my thing. 
you know, like I decided that I decided that I'm going to be a stock market gal. Okay. And I decided that early in quarantine last year, and now everybody is in the stock market and it's upsetting to me. And I want them to all like get out, you know, just like leave. Um, cause they're ruining it for me. And this is, I mean, the stock market is a secret that is for me and me alone. So please don't get in the stock market. Um, oh, this is exciting. I cannot believe this. Um, I just watched The Godfather. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, the classic 1972 film by Francis Ford Coppola. I just watched The Godfather for the first time. This is, I know this is shocking. I know it's unbelievable, especially for a gal who binge watched the entire series of The Sopranos in quarantine last year. My first time seeing The Godfather. Let me tell you, uh, this movie surprised me. <laughs> Cause you know, like you always hear that something's good and like it's won a bunch of awards and you're like, oh, is this actually good? Like things can be overrated for sure. And quite honestly, at first, when I started it, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is good. Like, it kind of starts out slow. So, spoiler alert, it's only been out since 1972. So, it's been out for 49 years. So, I'm sorry to spoil this for you. Um, But it opens at <laughs> the wedding of the daughter of Don Corleone. And um, it just starts out like super slow. Like, people are coming to him to ask him for, like, favors and business and stuff. And, you know, the thing that I found the most baffling about this movie, this is the most offensive, baffling part about this movie, is that Marlon Brando was not old when he was in this. He was like 46, and they had to make him look old to be Vito Corleone. And I saw before and after, and Marlon Brando, let me tell you, like, he was so sexy. Like, I have, like, look, ladies and gentlemen, because apparently he did that. Uh, <laughs> Marlon Brando. I mean, I don't know how old my, my demographic is here, but if you don't know what he looked like when he was young, like, just look it up and, like, you're going to get immediately wet. You're just going to be like, what the hell? I am unbelievably wet right now. Um, yeah, he was hot. I, I looked up his natal chart. He, he was an Aries, of course. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I can just like tell like an Aries man. Like, well, usually they have like really like athletic bodies when they're younger. And if you know what Marlon Brando looked like when he was like, like in Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. Great body. Okay. And they, they usually like ooze this like sort of like sexuality. And, um, a lot of them have kind of like prominent foreheads. He kind of has that like look to him. Just a very like masculine kind of angry look, you know, like he's going to like, he's going to like fuck you super hard and then like slap you around a little bit, you know, slap you around a little bit. Um, God, that sounds so hot. Um, <laughs> he was also in Aries moon, which is not a great placement. It's somebody who's usually kind of vindictive, vindictive and 
a little mean uh, at times, but that's okay. Um, and he had like some other big placement in Aries. So he has an Aries stellium, but he's like, honestly, like now that I think about it, Marlon Brando is kind of the ultimate Aries. And I was like reading more about him on Wikipedia in his personal life. And like, in, there's just like a huge section on just like all of the people he fucked. <laughs> That's what, like, on a, a lot of, like, old actors' Wikipedias, it's just, like, a huge paragraph of, like, every person they fucked. That's what I want on my Wikipedia when I'm old. Just, like, a huge list of men that I had sex with. Um, sounds really good. I, <laughs> I hope my fans love that. Um, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe was one of them. I didn't really know about that. And who's another one? Oh, yeah, Rita Moreno from, uh, West Side Story. So, um, yeah, he was hot. He was hot. He had 11 kids or something like that, which I guess whatever. But there's also like a rumor that he, um, he had like a sexual relationship with Richard Pryor. And I did more research on this. Apparently he was just like, so fucking sexual that he like he would fuck anybody and there's like there's a quote from someone saying like marlon brando would fuck a mailbox and i like that is the how hot is that you know does that turn you on i know it doesn't um (laughs) but yeah uh so marlon brando yeah he plays you know vito corleone the makeup horrible it's a crime i i wish they had kept him young looking but you know he has to look old enough to be al pacino's father uh and also james con's father because james con plays sunny who is i think he's the oldest and then michael i want to say is is the is he the youngest and then fredo is the middle <sighs> whatever but here's my thoughts on michael corleone played by al pacino michael corleone is a bad boyfriend he's like he's like the worst he's like fuck boy because this is what happens so i you know he comes back from the war i'm i'm assuming we're in world war ii because it opens in 1945 and you know he's at the wedding his sister's wedding with his girlfriend Kay diane keaton who i found out later diane keaton and al pacino they had an on again off again relationship from the time the first godfather was filmed to the conclusion of the third godfather movie i had no idea about this and i saw her uh talk about that where she said that like oh you know he just had like the best face ever like he just had like the most beautiful face and i never really thought about you know when al pacino was young or anything like that but in this movie he's he is so handsome and sexy and absolutely ruthless and psychopathic that yes he is hot because Michael, you know, he starts out kind of like, we don't know who this guy is. Like, like, what's his deal? Like, he's explaining the mafia to Kay. He, like, explains to her at the wedding, like, what a Kappa regime is. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of, like, weird to watch it now for the first time because we all know, like, what, what a capo is. So, like, let's get to it. Let's get to, let's get to the drama. Let's get to the death. 
Um, <laughs> so Michael, I remember there's just like a part of the movie. I don't remember it, which part exactly it was, but he had this kind of look on his face where I could tell this was a very sick man. I was like, this guy is out of his fucking mind. And I was right. I think it was, it was before he, um, he volunteers to go to the restaurant to kill the cop and that Scalazzo guy, um, where he like, so he, they plant a gun behind a toilet and he comes back out and he shoots both of these guys in the head. And he's just so like calm and collected about the whole thing. And you're just like, God damn, like Michael is wildly like, He's low-key sociopathic and ruthless. And he's also just like a horrible boyfriend because after he kills those two men, they send him to Sicily to hide out for a while. And it's kind of unclear how long it is because apparently the movie takes place over the span of 10 years. So it starts in 1945 and ends in 1955. But you don't really like know when is when because they're not like putting years on the titles or anything. Um, so he goes to Sicily and he marries a totally different woman. Like he, <laughs> so like Kay, he just, he ghosts Kay. Like Kay has no idea where he went. And like, if that is not like the most relatable thing ever, like just being ghosted by a man that you're really into. I mean, girl, I feel you. I relate to that. I mean, it happens constantly, right? <laughs> so, um, She's ghosted and then he goes to Sicily and marries a totally different woman who is Italian. Her name is Apollonia. And unfortunately, Miss Apollonia gets blown up by a car bomb. <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous. It kind of is ridiculous this, the way they did it in the movie. Um, because like you don't really see anything because you know how like death scenes were kind of weird in movies in the seventies where they're just kind of like the blood like definitely looked super fake and it it just you know it looks like a movie death and um so then michael you know he goes back to america and you know i don't know how again we don't know the passage of time but at some point Kay had gone to the corleone residence and she talked to tom hagen who was played by uh, a young Robert Duvall where like, I'm, I'm like shocked he was young at one point. Like he just always looks like he's been old forever. Um, and she was like, can you give this letter to Michael? And, and Tom was like, Oh, if you give that to me, then, you know, it'll show that I have knowledge of his whereabouts, you know, cause they're always like afraid of like, getting popped by the feds or whatever. I don't even, was this before they even, yeah, it had to be like way before they had like, um, Ryko charges and all that shit. Um, so, you know, he doesn't give the letter to Michael, but like Michael just like shows up again one day and, and she's like, how long have you been back? And he's like, oh, I've been back over a year. Like he's been back in the same city as his ex and hasn't called her for over a year. 
Michael, you're the worst. You're a bad boyfriend. And then, you know, they're like on like some romantic walk and, and, and Kay is just like, where have you been? You know, she's like, just like this innocent, she's not Italian. So she's just like this innocent, you know, type woman. I don't know if like there's supposed to be some type of like symbolism of like Madonna versus the whore type thing because like Apollonia was like super sexual. And Kay is just like really like conservative and, you know, in her little like polka dot dress or whatever, like she just looks so lame. And I'm like surprised at how conservative she looked. And, uh, you know, Michael is just like, okay, yeah, like I missed you. Like he's just like full of shit. And then he's like, let's get married and have our own kids and I need you and blah, blah, blah. And it just like, it's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> he, he goes back to Kay, pretends that he didn't have a wife that blew up in a fucking, you know, ball of fire in a car in Sicily. And he's just asking Kay to marry him. Like he's totally psychotic. Would I have said yes if I was Kay? Probably. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, Michael, let's get, let's get married. I'll give you a second chance. Cause I'm a dumb bitch and I've given men second chances. Has it worked out? No, but I'm an optimist. Okay. I took a quiz on resiliency that my friend sent to me and I tested super high for optimism, like one of the highest scores you can get for optimism. And I was shook because, you know, did I think that about myself? Actually, I did think that I am a very optimistic woman. Like I, I do give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm a loving woman, a kind woman, a patient woman, you know, and I tolerate on again, off again relationships because <laughs> I'm out of my fucking mind. So, you know, they, Michael and Kay get back together where they have, you know, they fuck, they have kids, whatever. And then Michael just goes like full psycho because he's the new Don and he kills everybody who, you know, well, I don't want, it's not a fucking spoiler, but like long story short, you know, they have to go after this guy, uh, Brazini because he, um, killed Sonny, uh, and Sonny was betrayed by Carlo, who is the asshole, the abusive asshole who married their sister, Connie. And he, like, beat the shit out of her when she was pregnant. So that's what Sonny was. He was trying to um, avenge that. And then he got freaking shot to death. And um, <laughs> James Conn. Uh, he was hot. Like, James Conn was hot in this. Like, I'll be honest. Like, he was pretty hot. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what was I saying? So, yeah. So, um, Michael kills all of the guys who are responsible for that. And, you know, he pretends he's going to send Carlo to uh, Las Vegas just to, like, get the hell out of there. But, you know, they put Carlo in a car, like, saying, like, oh, you're going to the airport. And then in the back of the car is one of the one of the capos. And he just, like, um, you know, he just that thing. What do you call it when, you know, when they, like, they take a piano wire and just fucking, like, choke you to death with the piano wire? fucking horrible <laughs> it's in like every gangster movie it's in goodfellas too right 
and something else. Maybe is it in The Departed? Do they do that? I have no idea. I, I'm mixing up all of my gangster movies. There's just so many of them. Um, so Michael, he kills all these people and then, you know, Kay asks him, you know, is it true? Is it true, Michael, that you killed these men? And, you know, she's just like a whiny, stuck up woman. And, you know, like she wants to live in a mansion, of course, but like, she's like Carmela. She's like Carmela Soprano. Like she likes all these nice things. But, oh, like, oh, my husband is bad. Yeah, he's bad. Like, like people don't like get that disgustingly rich being good people all the time you know when he lies to her he's like no it's not true it's not true another example of him being totally psychotic and then you know a bunch of capos come to their house and 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 call him don so that's how you know he's become the boss of the family and Kay looks into the other room and sees it and she knows the truth about her husband is that he's a fucking liar and a murderer and cut to black that's it was it good yeah i was surprised i was surprised because i thought it was going to be completely overrated but it's not it's not overrated am i going to watch part two and part three yes yes i will i will watch it oh i oh my god i'm like laying on my side in bed like this is so professional. I want to start doing video for the podcast. <laughs> just like, what if I did my makeup and I just lay here and I'm like, yeah, how was my week? Um, and I just changed my whole voice and become super sexy for the money. <sighs> I think it'll work out, you know. That's what I'm going to do is start a fucking Patreon. Um... I don't I, like I hate the whole concept of making content and I think it's so fucking rude that people have to make all this like free content basically and put it on social media and just like hope and pray that one thing will hit and make us successful you know or people will you know suddenly like us or hire us to do something speaking of which i haven't heard from john stewart on my packet john have you read my packet did you at least open up the google doc fuck what what does it take what does it take i couldn't even like you have to like leave you have to move to new york if you get hired for that job could I do it? Could I live in New York again? Yeah. Do I want? Well, we had a bit of a, um, a bit of an accident where my mic became dislodged from the XLR cable. I didn't say that much. I was just saying I'm not sure if I could live in New York again because the last time I lived there, I lived there with, uh, this kid this cat lady she wasn't even a cat she had two cats but if you went into her side of the apartment it looked like she had 32 fucking cats so oh well um could i live in new york again 
Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just don't know if I can live in LA for the rest of my life. I've, I've been in LA for eight years now. Maybe I need to turn up the volume. Um, and if I'm being honest, like, has it been the best? Uh, not sure. I mean, I like LA. You know, I think there's a lot to do here. I've made a lot of good friends. But I just don't know if long term I'm able to stay here because I'm just so exhausted by some of the things here. I'm exhausted by the culture here of just like everybody being like nonchalant and not giving a fuck. You know, nobody is like, I mean, I have, I have really good friends here, but I just feel like there's too many people who just don't give a fuck and are selfish. Not to mention, I have not found a husband here. I met one guy who I would marry, but that's not working out, you know, because he left. He's with someone else, just like uh, Michael Corleone. I dated Michael Corleone. That's the problem. That's exactly this movie triggered me. The Godfather triggered me because I was reminded of my own personal Michael Corleone. I think every woman has dated a version of Michael Corleone and we'd like to forget him. You know, it's all very tragic. I wonder what happens in part two and part three. Don't tell me. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, There is like a new director's cut of Godfather part three, which I will be watching the Coda cut or whatever. So that's my life right now. One other thought. One other thought. Oh, I'm also trying to finish The Last Dance. Um, That's the, uh, you know, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary, you know, about like the the era of the two three-peats that they had in the 90s. Michael Jordan is an Aquarius and... I totally get it because his teammates didn't like him. Like they just thought he was like cold and icy and like kind of mean. But, you know, that's how, you know, Aquarians get played like that. Like people, people think we're mean. People think we're icy, you know, and we are to an extent, you know, we just, we just only speak when necessary and we don't care about being liked. Okay. So I like Michael Jordan, a man who, you know, was so offended by Isaiah Thomas not shaking his hand after a playoff game. Like, I relate to that so hard. I'm so fucking petty sometimes. Michael Jordan is is Aquarius petty. And I love that. So I have like four episodes left of that. So I'll watch that this week. Not much else going on. I'm studying for the LSAT or I'm trying to. It's it's so hard. It's so hard to focus on studying when you haven't been on sc- in school like for so long. But I'm trying. I'm trying to do something. Like I need to figure something out. I guess I'm going to be a lawyer or, you know, maybe by some miracle I'll get married to a billionaire and I won't have to do anything and... See, I just wish I was like billionaire hot. Like, why can't I need to be like yacht hot? Like, I'm like, I'm hot enough to go on like, like a day boat, you know, like a, 
you know, a nice boat. I don't even know what they're called. Like, what are these different types of boats? You know, a man would invite me on a boat, but would it be a yacht? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I'm aging. I've accepted it. Am I still attractive? Yeah. Am I as attractive as I once was? I mean, I think I'm better looking, but you know, you know what society tells to tell tells women like, oh, when you turn 30, like it's all over. Well, that's not fucking true. That's not fucking true. How come like for men, like they're never assumed to like get worse as they get older, but they do. They do. Trust me. Yeah. So it's late. It's uh, March 18th, early, early hours of March 18th. St. Patrick's Day is over. Thank God. I do, I'm offended when people ask me if I celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I do not. That is a drinking holiday. I, I will skip every time. It's so gross. You know, like pre-pandemic St. Patrick's Day, guarantee you're going to see the five people throw up in per bar. Like you're going to, if you're bar hopping, you're going to see five people throwing up at each bar. That's just a statistic that's out there. It's true. So I'm on TikTok at Unruly Maruli, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Fixter Heather. If you have any questions or concerns, um, email the podcast, unrulypodcast.gmail.com. And that's it. You guys stay safe. Don't breathe in other people's uh, air and spittle. And uh, I think these are the, the final months. Enjoy your stimulus check. I got mine. I got my stimulus check. It's already. <laughs> I bought a computer. So yeah, I'm doing well. Okay. Um, Have a have a good a good night, a good, uh, what night is it? It's Wednesday night going into Thursday morning. Have a nice weekend and have a rest of, uh, a rest of a, a good, what the fuck am I trying to say? Good night. Yeah, in the sky